Shance, I have a child. Kill me now. This week we had homestays. We had that dreaded but spicy honesty box. We had about 90% of the couples also fall apart. Oh my gosh. This is a pedestrian TV vodcast. I'm Jules. I don't hear you where. Podcaster, failed reality TV star and lover of all things trash telly. And I'm Chantelle Schmidt, pedestrian TV's married at first sight recapper. Let's unpack. Let's go. Chance, where to begin? I feel like this week has been so chaotic. Yeah, I feel like we are at the eighth week now and it is truly commendable that we have brain cells at this point. Well, we're hanging on. So where to start? I reckon let's go with who has dropped the L-bomb. So Melinda was not the person I expected to drop an L-bomb of all people. Did she though? So she said, can you tell it to me? Did yeah. She? So basically dinner party, she gets asked, are you falling in love with Leighton? She goes, I'm already there. Do we believe that? Well, okay. Have you fallen in love within eight weeks? I'm a pretty, oh, yes, I have. I have. Yeah. You've fallen in love within <laughs> three hours, honey. Don't even lie to me. So think about it. They're in the same house. They're meeting each other's parents, friends, families, mm. whatever. I think it's okay. Mm, if you okay. know, you know, hey. What was your response to his response, Leighton's response? <laughs> How would you be, hey? <laughs> I love you. Thank you. <laughs> like his response was just to be like, but we can't communicate. Mm. Or I, what was it? Was it something like, yeah, that? something like that? Anyway, I would be mortified, especially on national television, bearing your soul and saying yeah. I love you and then getting that response. Yeah. Well, I want to ask you. It's a pretty horrible thing. Have you ever had an I love you reciprocated in a way that was not favourable? Yes, with my current partner. He didn't say it back. Fuck off. He said it so early on. What are you talking about? I was the first one to say it. And we were like horizontally dancing. And I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. having an adult hug. (laughs) (laughs) I was having an adult hug. Yeah. After a few too many wineries. God. And I said it first and he said thank you and he didn't say it for hours. He said thank you, yeah. like a Ryan Atwood to Marissa Cooper. Thank you. Great. Perfect analogy. But has it happened to you? No. I've only told a few people in my life that I love them. And probably the only time where it was a bit like not an immediate I love you back or like a, you know, you knew what was coming was <laughs> you'll love this scene. I'm like 19 years old, big day out. Boiler, wait for it, boiler room. So you know where my head's at, right? Like I am not thinking clearly and I love everything and everyone at this point. I love that version of Chantel. I've seen her once at Coachella and boy, was that a sight. (laughs) So no, look, I mean, if you don't count that, then I'm sweet. Leighton and Melinda, whose side are you on right now after just witnessing that dinner party? Look, I don't think it's about sides. I think it's about these two just clashing so much. My heart actually broke this week when they had their little picnic in Brizzy and that realisation where she realised we really like each other, but it's just not going to work. And I think it takes a really, really strong person to stand up and go, you know what, I think we need to call a spade a spade. I agree. And I think Australia really felt for Melinda when she was like, oh, he ticks all of my boxes but clearly there's just a mismatch there. Have you ever gone through something like that? Yeah, I think it happens a lot, right? Because we create this checklist in our head, whether we want to or not. 
And then we're like, great, this person ticks all of them. And then when you're with them, there's just something that's not there. And I think that what's really interesting is like a lot of the time there's only one box that needs to be ticked and it's the chemistry box. But we sit there and like try and make this whole bloody situation for ourselves where they need to tick all these boxes. And, you know, we'll get to this later. But when it comes to Duncan, right, when I look at him, I see someone that ticks every box except for the one box that is the box that does things for me. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, I think he's super beautiful. I think he's emotionally intelligent. Mm -hmm. I think that he, you know, is a mature, forward-thinking man. But I think that there just would be no chemistry, Mm -hmm. you know? And I guess on the flip side, and I know that we are both um, victims to this, of falling for people because that's the only box that's been ticked. What do it's you the mean? The chemistry box. Oh, on paper. right, it's just, right. It's just a shit show a, on a paper. A shit show, but yeah. the chemistry box is there. So I think that's what's going on with Leighton and Melinda mm. because, I look, I don't know, but tell me they are not having the best hate sex of their lives yeah, right yeah, now, yeah, yeah. you know, and I reckon that they are like fireworks together. But then when it comes to real life shit, yeah. they can't sort it out. I reckon, though, that the producers, uh, we saw the start of their commitment ceremony. So, obviously, they're getting married on Sunday. Married? They're, well, they're re- well, renewing their vows. <laughs> <laughs> they, I reckon producers are setting it up, and I actually think they will both say yes. I think they're going to say yes, yeah. too. Oh, I feel like such a loser for being like, oh, yes, Melon Leighton. Yeah. But I'm all about it. Same. I just need... You know, I think it was really sad this week when Leighton said, you know, I can't even tell my dad that I love him. And I understand that. Like if you've grown up in a situation and, you know, weren't affectionate growing up with your family or weren't expressive growing up with your family, it is hard to kind of change tune. But I think that he needs to just try a bit harder. I mean, sorry, Leighton, I don't want to assume any situations, but, you know, I think that they can get there. I just think that they need to work harder to meet in the middle. Yeah. Well, as long as... But I also think that Mel needs to look and see about what other areas he's showing affection in. As someone who is not naturally affectionate either, like she needs to be like, well, he's standing by my side 24 hours Mm. of the day. You know, he's spending his quality time with me. Yeah. Uh, We could get into love languages this episode, but we (laughs) won't. But I I don't know. I feel like, yeah, there's a bit that needs to go on both sides, but I feel like producers are doing an amazing job and that they're both going to say yes. Yeah. I think one thing just before we wrap up this is something that I've noticed with them. Obviously, they're both power people. You know, they're both high up in their career. I think they're both CEOs. Anyway, you just notice that they're actually being in a relationship in their management style, which I think, you know, ever since I've gone freelance, when I was working full time and I had, you know, eight direct reports, I would see the way that I managed my direct reports flow into my relationships Wow. where I would try and like not manage, you know, the way that it would flow, but basically try and teach them or, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later about polishing some turds in relationships for the next people. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think that that's what's interesting about these two is maybe their work and their career dictating their identity has actually been a disservice to them in these relationships. I did not even think of that, but that's a fucking genius thought. I'm actually really smart. That is genius. (laughs) Because even thinking about it, even my partner and I have been having a bit of a conflict lately because he's like, you come back from, I've just been 
just being promoted, eh. but you come back from work <laughs> and you're working full time and exactly like you, now I have direct reports where, as we both know, when I met him last year, I was freaking like working two hours a week. So I was so yeah. loosey-goosey and everything was fine. And now I'm just like, why isn't this done? Why isn't that done? This yeah. needs, I give him time. I'm like, this has to be done by 4 p.m. Yeah, you give them deadlines. <laughs> it's wild. And you know the last person that I dated and that was like, yeah. that is like having a junior report. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so what's interesting is that obviously they're away from work right now, yeah. right? So if it's like this now, mm. it's going to be pretty shit when it gets to 38 hours a week of them being back in their like original flow. So fingers crossed, fingers crossed. that they can figure it out now because it's only going to get harder when they get back home. Speaking of people that can't seem to make it work, Alyssa and Duncan. Oh, Alyssa, did you know that she has a child? I think that she has a child. I don't know, but I think I think that she might have you a child. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't even know. I, I'm getting my back up even. I can physically feel myself getting angry talking mm. about her. I'm trying not to. Do we just want to – do you want to give us a quick recap of their week, Chance? Oh, God. Okay, so commitment ceremony, which seems like a million years ago. <laughs> this is actually so funny to me when she was like – Duncan expresses that he's been crying, right? Mm. And then she's like, well, I didn't know that. I'm like, oh, God. God forbid the guy cries and tells you about it. Anyway, and then Alessandra's like, honey, he's telling you now. She's like, he's telling you. He's telling you. There was no hesitation. She was ready to go as well. She was ready to throw hands. But just because Alessandra's such a babe, I was like, like, this is like jealousy, you know? And I think Alyssa is at the point in her relationship with Duncan where she is picking at anything anything and everything. Do we think it's just her insecurities going crazy? I mean, who knows? Mm. I mean, we, we really can't make that assumption. But from where I'm sitting and from my own personal experiences, I think I would say that, yeah, she's eating her alive. Unless she just doesn't like him. Mm. You know, maybe mm. she's over it. What did you think of the homestays? She obviously met Duncan's sister. Of course, Duncan's sister is equally as hot. Gorgeous. It gives me like Julia Roberts' naturally oh. stunning vibes. Who are their parents? Know, my right? God, blessed. So Alyssa lives literally like... 15 minutes away from Duncan, mm-hmm. I believe. So everything... Wait, in Sydney? They're in North Sydney, yeah. Oh. So get ready to see them at some events, baby. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it wasn't even like, you know, one person was uncomfortable and the other person was comfortable, like Lyndall and Cam, which we'll get to later. It was literally like, you know, she could just go home and yeah. have a kip if she wanted to. Like, fuck, I don't know. But she still just played the card of... Nothing being good enough, everything always being his fault, Mm -hmm. which I think is really horrible when you're in a relationship at that point where everything is your fault. Everything that you do is wrong. So we saw this a bit earlier on in the season where people have to go out of their way to avoid conflict and it's actually of a detriment to the relationship because then you're not talking about how you're feeling, expressing what's going on, any issues, and that's what's happening to Duncan. Poor man can't even say three words without being you know blamed for it so where's where's the end point for these two i know well i think we saw a prime example at last night's dinner party when duncan finally mustered up the courage to ask her direct questions about their future and about their relationship 
because he had the whole group almost as his protectors as mm. we all saw them like lovingly look at Duncan the whole time. I don't know if, do you think producers are making her worse than she is? She's pretty getting a pretty fucking bad rap. I think that she looks worse because he looks better, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, there's been a lot of stuff that's come out this week about um, – you know, Claire back in the day getting mm. a good edit, even though apparently she was saying some really messed up shit early on. So it does make you wonder and is food for thought. I don't think Duncan's doing bad things, but I think they're choosing the best things that he says, right? There's him standing up for Josh at that commitment ceremony. No, he's a man, you know, like those moments all pulled together. We are the perfect example of people that have been brainwashed by this show because we're like Duncan Duncan oh, yeah. Duncan you know I'm like I hate her and then feminist feminist yeah. like it's confusing yeah so I do think she's pretty shit but I think yeah. that um she's been made to look worse mm. because he's been made to look like this angel man and know? I gotta give it to her like if someone filmed us for eight weeks of a new relationship including the ups and downs They'd only have to cut out two of my sentences for me to be cancelled across Australia. I can say some pretty horrific things. I think her saying, I have a child, I have a child, obviously is her insecurities. Yes, it's been, the, she seems to only be able to say that sentence, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't, do I feel sorry for her? No. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard. Speaking of the honesty box, I mean, Alyssa was being really immature and snappy. Even that throughout energy, pre-drinks. Man. Stink energy. I hate stink energy. And he's like, what size of wine do you want? Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Fucking I'm do, like, I hate those people. Yuck. Oh, that's just such Could an initial way. imagine they were to kick on? Get out. They'd just be sitting there in the corner. She's, I'm not she's playing ar- this drinking game. <laughs> she's definitely arms crossed in the corner. Ew. <laughs> she's being immature. She's being snappy. Then it comes to the questions. She's still being a little bit of a shit. And then Duncan gets his question. What does he ask, Jules? He was like, what can I do to improve this relationship or something? He just flipped it back on himself about how he can improve to make her life better. King energy. But also look at us doing it again. Maybe he had five other questions. True. (laughs) You know. Anyway, final hours are just around the corner. They are probably at the worst place that they've ever been, Alyssa and Duncan. So what do you think? I just weirdly think he's going to say yes. I weirdly think both of them are saying yes. As if in his head, Duncan isn't like, the minute I leave this show, I'm going to have girls galore. I know. Why would I put up with this woman who has a child? Who has a child. (laughs) Do we think he's going to do a Brent from last year and go ham? I don't think that. Alyssa warrants the same kind of hamming that Brent gave to Tamara. Like that woman literally like made fun of his career. Yeah, Yeah, totally. But I think that he's going to, in his angelic way, let her down and maybe make a few stern comments. The only reason I am saying, I reckon he is saying like, I don't know, what did I say? Will you marry me? Or just (laughs) let's stay together? I want to continue. With okay, I want to continue this relationship is because they are setting it up to say it's been hard. Well, we saw his a snippet of his vows and it was like very doomsday. Yeah. And if I know Endemol Shine producers, which I feel like I do, mm. I reckon he's they're like they're going to flip they're it gonna and they're stay. both going to say, yeah. yeah. Well, I hope that he stays single. I hope for the sake of single Australian women everywhere that mm. he is single and ready to mingle. Let's go. Chance, Lyndall and Cam. I don't know if you've heard either, but Cam has remote work. <laughs> oh, God. She has a child. He has a remote work. 
Honestly, the way that they tap into these storylines and just flog dead horses, I am like, please stop ruining my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, where are we at? Lyndall and Cam, um, basically last night's dinner party, they went to absolute shit, which we saw. They were building that up. Do you think, producers? Lyndall and Cam, every time they get on the couch, right, mm. it's like she gets, she gets on the couch, her head's down, mm. he gets on the couch, he's like... <laughs> really tucking in, his hair's out, it's Fabio. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's always this affection piece, always. Yeah, but I don't think that Lyndall's asking that much. I mean, if we look back at their sort of storyline around affection, I remember her saying she was asking for one piece of affection a day. A, imagine being in a relationship where you have to request one piece of affection a day. I am like touchy Gonzalez, like I need at least 75 touches of affection a day. But then imagine making an arrangement, like that is the most unsexy thing in the world, right? And I guess his whole argument in Darwin was like, it was one kiss, it was one kiss. But for us... It makes it sound like he's a cheater. (laughs) It was one kiss with the fish, I'm sorry. (laughs) But for women especially, we kind of start clocking all of these things and they do start to add up. And Cam is the type of guy who, let's say Lyndall agrees to live with him. Cam is the type of guy that if Lyndall were to politely ask him every day just for one kiss and that you know means a lot to her for six months straight and god forbid she finally kicks him to the curb he'll be like it came out of nowhere she dumped me out of nowhere which i feel like (laughs) is such a common storyline with hetero men (laughs) it's so true isn't it they're like oh i don't know like nothing was wrong is it just this way that they kind of control up and left (laughs) what happened i don't understand um But look, I feel like she has been very transparent with her needs. She's communicated it time and time again. Do I think that she waited a little bit too long to really make it known how important it was to her at commitment ceremonies and Mm -hmm. all of that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. Because the fact that Ollie sat there with her during couple swaps and was like, Lyndall, I feel like the only time you and uh, Cam talk about your issues is on the couch. True. And, like, that's a pretty bad sign mm. of communicating in a relationship if you have to wait till King John is in the room to make things known and make things clear. Mm. But, um, yeah, oh, I don't really know what side or, you know, who I'm leaning towards more. Obviously, I'm a bit more team Lyndall at the moment purely because something she said really rattled me and I was like, oh, I've been in this situation when she goes, I'm out here, I'm in Darwin, I'm kissing fish. I'm doing basically saying like she's doing everything for him. She's transforming into a country girly <laughs> and he can't even give her, you know, one bit of affection. And I feel like when we're in new relationships, I don't know if you're the same, but you kind of do all of these things to make your partner's life easier. And I feel like women do this, hetero women do this especially and you don't realise that they're not really giving you much back. Like on paper, if you look at it, you're like, oh, no, well, they came to pick me up. It's like, yeah, but you've booked the fucking movie. You've made – you've done all the other arrangements and mm. men have kind of swooped in and done the 10%. Yeah, I think that it's really interesting because obviously Cam has been the token man child throughout this season. Mm. And I think if you look back on past relationships – the people that you're dating that are not putting in the effort are these children, essentially. Mm-hmm. The ones that are really the ones that really lack self-awareness. And I think mm-hmm. that Cam lacks so much self-awareness. He's literally been slapped across the face with give me affection and he's still confused about it. Yeah. I'm like, how much clearer does this woman need to be? But I want to talk about 
the way in which he is leaning on, I don't think I'm good enough for you. I don't think that, you know, we're right for each other. A, right now, eight weeks in, you've realised this. And B, honey, just tell the girl you don't like her. You don't like her, I know. To me, that screams more so like, I don't want to take accountability for all of these issues that I've got. It started at that fucking when his mum came, to be honest. I'm still off that. It's like, I don't think he wants to face all those issues. So suddenly he's playing the like the big Uno card. He's like, ah, it's, you know, it's not you, it's me card. Yeah. But tell me that Cam is not the man who says, you know what? I'm just not ready for a relationship. Two fucking weeks later, he is in a relationship Mm. with someone else and he's going to do the exact same thing. He's going to be... Seen on the Daily Mail, papped with like this woman who he is just pashing furiously at mm-hmm. fuck who knows, could you pav these yeah, days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lyndall's gonna be like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know? A hundred percent. He just doesn't like her. I think the penny finally dropped. I mean, it's like when you're in a relationship and you know that it's coming and then finally you have that talk. The penny's dropped, she's in tears. Do we think they are lasting past the commitment ceremony. I'm surprised they're still here, honestly. (laughs) I think surely she's just, I know she cried and it's sad and, you know, it's a hit to her ego. She put in too much effort, way more effort than she should have. And at the end of the day, I think that this is actually a blessing in disguise for her and she is secretly relieved. Yeah, I agree. All right, Jules, normally we would have a whole segment for another couple, but... Goodbye, Bronte and Harrison. I am so over their shit. I am so over this couple. I am so over the airtime. What a boring, boring couple. <laughs> They're not boring, let's be well, honest. Just, but predictable, sorry. Yeah. What a predictable couple. I'm so fucking bored. I don't respect either of them. And I hate that I say this, but I really don't respect her. Mm. Um, with her sister... You know, I'm all glory to God that her sister came in and made her see the light. Oh, she, Bronte has been seeing the light. Do we, she doesn't have a fucking backbone. I don't think Bronte has a backbone. That's why I really don't respect her. Bronte is the best slash worst actress Australia has ever seen. Very true. We have seen so many alleged texts, leaked voice messages from Bronte. Look, maybe I am a victim to the news cycle, but... When you look at what's going on and how much she's gone back and forth, I kind of am inclined to believe these texts. So you're saying the texts that have been circulating on the internet, it all makes sense. This yeah. Story. So basically there's texts that, and this is not word for word at all, but there are texts that Bronte has been playing this experiment the whole time and she wants to make it to final vows and pull a Brent, like we were talking about before, where he, she will just take Harrison to town. And that she's like, you know, I've got it all sorted out, that type of vibe. All sorted out? Mm. I feel like she doesn't... Also, if you leak my fucking text messages, I swear to God, can you imagine? Oh, my God. Okay, Bronte's friends are fucking snitches. And I'm going to say that on the record. You know what I would love if it was Kira? I would love it if it was Kira that leaked it. Yeah, Yeah. babe, if you're going any show, I promise I won't leak any of the... (laughs) I am never, ever. On the record, I am never going on a reality show. (laughs) I wouldn't recommend Last dinner party, Bronte storms off, says she's done for, I don't know, the hundredth time mm. now. I'll believe it when I see it. Don't we Darling all have hunt. girlfriends like this, by the way? <laughs> she's Audrina Partridge, remember, yeah, with yes. Justin Bobby. I'm done, oh I'm done, God. I'm done. Sammy and Ron, everything. Ugh. I'm like, I'd like to see Bronte and Alyssa in a conversation. Bronte can be like, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. And then Alyssa can be like, I have a child, I have a child, I have a child. <laughs> and then Cam comes in and goes, I work remotely. <laughs> it was one kiss, it was one kiss. <laughs> and then that's maths. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway... 
hopefully she actually is done this time. Fingers crossed. Mm. And uh, we don't see her at final vows. Fingers crossed. She's going to go. Let's be honest. Mm. Do you think she's going to do a, a what you said to you were Brent and do you think Australia is going to be like, you go girl or are we just fucking over both of their shit? <laughs> No one is saying go, girl. Everyone is so clued on to what Bronte and Harrison are doing. Everyone is just as over it as you and I are, I would imagine. Okay, quick predictions for the ceremonies and then let's do fuck, marry, leave. Mm-hmm. Tani and Ollie getting married. Boring. No, I love Tani and Ollie. I think they're a great example of what a relationship should look like. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Rupert and Evelyn. Ooh, no, that man is not self-aware enough for our queen. Our queen. Gorgeous couple, but yeah, they'll be like, thanks, but no thanks in a really nice way. They've gotten a beautiful edit. They should be so lucky. He needs another three to five years and then he'll be ready. Fuck, marry, leave based on the week. On the week. Um, Shit, it's always so hard. I think, okay, I'm going to marry Ollie because I think that he was really vulnerable this week and we'd love to see it. I am going to... Fuck Duncan because, let's be honest, it's a pity fuck. He needs some love after being treated like an absolute piece of shit. And then I am going to leave Cam because I need way more affection than just one kiss a day and he wouldn't even give me that. Mm. What about you, Jules? I think I'm actually going to marry Rupert. Oh, shut up. You (laughs) hate him. No, I can see it. I can get the vibe. I understand now why Evelyn... Let him go there. I can get it. No, Jules, he's baby boy. And you, can you imagine him being like, I love your urine-coloured dress, Jules? True, true, true. Yeah. Nah, I've said it now. I don't know. I'm going to give him a chance. He can, I could, I'd let him marry me. Sure, you're um, going to be miserable and be divorced within a year, but go off, sis. Who am I going <laughs> to fuck? I think I will go, yeah, I've got to give a pity fuck with you and quite literally with you with Duncan. <laughs> we could be more than housemates, baby. And who am I going to leave? Yeah, Cam. I fucking really am not liking his character this week. His character. I'm I like the way you protect yourself there. <laughs> Do not come at us. No defamation cases, please. Um, agreed. He is – he's consistently been a bit of a shit. And let's talk about Evelyn's takedown of him. <laughs> this woman. We need more Evelyn's in our life. I wish Evelyn was there from the start. Who could we have swapped her out for? I wish she was swapped out for Alyssa. I reckon Duncan and Evelyn would have been match made in heaven. As if they wouldn't spontaneously combust. There's like just too much attractiveness in one couple. Like their children would like be the opposite. Like they'd probably be like aliens because it's just too many good genes and like repel. That's science right there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So she walked in. What did she say? She said like, you're just. Maybe not you're disgusting. I think I'm letting my own thoughts come through here. She said something to him. Anyway, she was being Queen Evelyn, walks out, and all he says is, yeah, all right, well, don't trip on the way out. Showed his true colours, hey? I'm like, have you always been this turdy? And we just didn't know. Yeah. yeah. He was shaking in his boots. Did you see when she was like, Cam? He was fucking shitting himself, and I loved it. Speaking of shaking in his boots, I cannot wait to see him at Final Vows. But we'll talk about that next week, obviously, which is going to be so exciting. I'm so, A, I'm so excited for this shit to come to an end. B, I'm so excited to see what everyone does. And C, I am excited for the reunion. Yes, I am so excited. But shall we tell the listeners what we're doing tomorrow night in case there's any tea that we can bring on here exclusively? Yeah. Tomorrow night. I've been so lucky to be Chantel's plus one <laughs> to go to the Nova Maths dinner party. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And apparently lots of shit goes down. 
Well, I mean, maybe we can be the shit that goes down. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, stay tuned for that. That has been another episode of We've Done the Maths, a pedestrian TV podcast. We'll see you next week. But in the meantime, catch up on all the goss on Pedestrian TV's We've Done the Maths newsletter. Bye.